Hey, it's the Weather Channel podcast. I'm Ari Sarsilari, a meteorologist here at the Weather Channel. And uh, today I want to talk about these wildfires that have been going on in California and uh, specifically the Camp Fire. This is up in Northern California. If you're not familiar with where it is, it's a little bit north of Sacramento, uh, not too far from Chico, uh, California. And we're actually going to bring in uh, somebody, a local news reporter uh, from up there, Elizabeth Celidon from Action News Now. Uh, so, Elizabeth, I'm sure you've covered your fair share of fires being up there. Um, you know, what about this one is is different? Uh, what's really different for this, and we just got off the car fire not too long ago here at our station. It also hit our viewing area, our demographic. But with this one, it's the fact that it just hit so fast. With the car fire, we had a few days to really see it grow. And with this one, it was just fire at 6.30 in the morning. And I think by 8 o'clock, we were already on wall-to-wall coverage because people were getting evacuated just that quickly. That's crazy. I mean, you're talking about like an hour and a half there. And this is the thing that people don't understand about fires is like sometimes in the and with the correct atmospheric setup when it's super dry and you got all that wind out there. It is terrifying how fast these things can spread. Yeah, I remember I was at work too and it was like from 6 in the morning until like noon or something like that. All of a sudden it was at 8 square miles from nothing. You know, look, we've we've heard a lot about the fire and it's one thing to hear about it, watch it on the news, see video, even though a lot of the video is very harrowing and it's really terrifying. You know, you've been out there. I mean, what are some things that you can't really appreciate uh, about things like, you know, the aftermath of a wildfire unless you're actually there. And one is the just the air quality. Once you're in there, it's it just gets worse and worse. You can't breathe. Your eyes are watering. Your throat's like closing up. You could barely speak as it is just because of all the fumes, especially for my schedule right now, which is the overnights. I started at 10 p.m. and I'm still on the clock 20, uh, 12 hours later. It's just that air quality in having to see everything burn you see crews running up trying to get all these flames down or and then coming back and seeing it's all gone to some people it's almost a it's not real to them it's like a movie it's on tv we they see us report on it but you're not there you don't feel the heat you don't feel the wind or hear all those just the popping of propane tank, especially in your homes. That can get really terrifying, especially late at night. Oh, I totally understand that. I mean, I, I, I remember the first time that I went to uh, tornado damage in person. You know, I'm kind of a severe weather guy and I worked in a severe weather market. This was back in the day. And I was just, you know, seeing that in person, just, you know, like you described, it's like the smells. I remember the smell of broken trees. And that's something that you just can't really describe unless you're actually there. And I always got the, the vibe from watching, you know, wildfire coverage. I'm, I, I always think in my head, you probably can't really appreciate how bad this is unless you're actually there. What state are these cities in? Can you just go over a couple of the cities and how bad it was? I mean, we, from what we've heard, it sounds like Paradise was pretty much just burned off the map. Yes, Paradise has, I've gone at night and I've seen some of the reports that my coworkers have done once it's daylight and you know it's day and night I mean there's no way else to describe it and that sentence really makes sense right now because you don't see anything at night but the smoke and in the morning you just see all the rubble that's all gone I just went to Cherokee today and the area I passed by the homes were still intact and buildings were still I think I saw one damaged building it was very lightly burnt off to the side so that that was good news at least for that area for myself and people were worried about Oroville and that's still okay evacuations I think are advisory at this time but no one has left it's still away from that area but for the areas I've seen I know Paradise is pretty much gone and Megalia I did pass by Megalia and I couldn't 
recognize anything around people are like there was a write in this corner did you see it it's like i saw a sign that was burnt that's it i don't know if that was the write aid or not now i don't know if you've talked to a lot of firefighters or not but like what how do you even approach a fire like this like how do you even start like what what are their goals what are they trying to do when you hear all all this about containment like what are they actually talking about well the firefighters i've spoke to so far are saying they're really trying to just keep it from spreading to some of the bigger cities like oroville their main goal was to save as much as it could from megalia before it had spread and burnt some of the cities and this morning as it was in cherokee their main goal today was after it went over the ridge to just control it before it went to Highway 70. So they let it burn some of the brush right before one of the main streets. And they allowed it to just burn the brush and control it there so it would kind of run out of fuel before any of the embers started another spot fire since everything is just so dry. So I know you've been out like walking and some of this stuff. Just maybe just kind of describe to me what it's like, you know, for the people that haven't ever experienced something like this and also the other thing i would ask you is like do you live close to where this fire was i mean were you affected at all personally uh for myself it's for my station actually it's pretty interesting because i live in reading i'm a bureau reporter so i'm in reading and the car fire affected me and my uh, two other co-workers we were evacuated and displaced for a while our office was on the border being evacuated so that was our home and then our reporters from chico from the main station went to help us now we're here helping them in our co-workers are now being evacuated here so it's personally i haven't and i'm commuting back and forth from reading every night since all the hotel rooms here are taken but for my station itself we have a list of co-workers who have either lost their homes completely or we are not sure yet we haven't been able to get to those homes to even let them know how their homes are yeah and speaking of not sure you know we keep hearing about a large number of people that are still missing. You know, I know the death toll is over 30 now between the campfire and I think uh, some of the fires that are going on down in SoCal. What do you what do you think is the deal with the missing people? Do you think it's mostly people that have just gotten into shelters that haven't been able to contact? Do you think that the they're still going to find uh, victims? At this point, I'm not sure if they'll still find victims. I hope they don't find any more victims. We have seen that number grow. We've heard uh, some of the areas those victims were in. I hope they don't find any more victims. I hope it just is one of those situations where everyone has spread out so fast because everyone evacuated so quickly. Maybe someone's phone is dead and they're just trying to communicate. I'm hoping you could find everyone at the shelters because the shelters are completely packed and every day I'm hearing a new one open up. It's just, there's so many people that were affected by this when you think about it. I mean, just Paradise alone was close to 30,000, right? If I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Yeah. Another question I wanted to ask you were, was, uh, what are some stories that you've come across? I'm sure you've talked to a lot of people, maybe people that were directly affected by the fire. You know, does anything kind of stick out in your head as like, wow, that is just a crazy story? Uh, yeah, there was a few Yesterday, I spoke with a man who said he was evacuating from the Paradise area. He got in his car. He was driving. They were at a gridlock, and people were jumping into his car because they didn't know how else to get out. So he had a ton of strangers in his car, and they were at a standstill. And they're like, this is ridiculous, and I don't even know you. And they jumped out because then they got worried. They're like, wait, what are we doing? You're a complete stranger. They jumped out, and then he was sitting in the car like, maybe I should jump out and just run for it. We're stuck here. We're not leaving anywhere. So that was one of the ones that stuck in my mind or when we were trying to leave the night after my coworkers and I were trying to get gas. We knew we had to leave. We wanted a full tank of gas. The gas stations were completely empty. There were some that were just taped off because everyone, that was their first thought, get your gas and go. So there were lines and lines of people just, I think there was one station that still had gas by the time uh, morning came around. So where do you go from here? I mean, 
like what are you hearing from you know the authorities you know the firefighters and all those people like you know where where do you really where do you go from here what's the next step they just are hoping to get as much containment as possible with the winds letting up this morning the winds were really really strong ridiculously strong winds this morning i kept seeing flare-ups come in and they were fighting those flare-ups in the same little area it was we're done they'd walk away and then it'd come back flared up and they'd have to come back because of those hot spots so for at least fire crews that i spoke with this morning and have been speaking the last few mornings they're just trying to get everything just mopped up getting all those hot spots gone so this doesn't keep happening yeah and that's the thing the wind is getting a lot better um i know it was really strong this morning but i was just kind of looking at the forecast up there and actually as far as the forecast goes you guys up in northern california are in better shape than the people down in socal because it's going to stay windy down there with the whole santa Ana thing going on for a couple of days the other thing is that especially by the time we get to like early next week i think the whole pattern is going to change a little bit so there'll be a, at least a chance for rain you know so uh, it's not like a little bit of rain is going to help fight a huge fire of this magnitude but it can never hurt and just the idea that yeah. there's going to be some moisture around it it's not going to be bone dry because even with the wind letting up the next couple of days i mean it's still going to be dry you know the air is going to be decently dry it's not like I mean, obviously, with the wind, it's much harder to fight the fires, but you get the idea. Anyway, um, Elizabeth, I know you're super busy, so I cannot thank you enough for just taking a couple of minutes to talk to us. I really appreciate it. Of course, and thank you. I hope we do see some moisture and things do let up over here. Okay.